Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. First take, no restarts. We're doing it perfectly right off the bat. I am your host, Nick, accompanied by the gorgeous, the absolutely gorgeous. The stunning even. I'm I'm Josh. We are firing on all cylinders today, y'all. Never. We didn't have to do this in batches at all. So, my friend. Yes. What brings you to to these parts to to podcast about the X-Men today? Well, I have a lot of time on my hands because, you know, everyone knows I'm a struggling actor. And right now there's a there's an actor. (laughs) There's an actor strike. There's been a writer's strike, but no one really cared. But now the actors are striking. But but now the pretty folks are doing it. And uh, (laughs) now there's some attention to be had. Yeah, it's um. It's really exposing more than usual how shitty all these major companies are. Like my fucking god, dude. The story about wanting to pay background actors a day's labor to own their likeness in perpetuity is forever in (laughs) fucking sane. So they can CG background actors into all their shows, which would basically just eliminate the extras business. Would eliminate an entryway into the business. Yeah. Great. Great forethought. What insanity. It, you know, it's pretty crazy. And I'm I'm reading more and more stories. Um, I'm bringing this up now because obviously they had to stop filming Deadpool 3. So we have to wait longer and everything. Can you believe stop. it? Merely a week after we talked about the stunning revelation of Wolverine having a yellow fucking costume, <laughs> we now have to say we may never see this movie. <laughs> well, it's it's just because awful. Bob Iger is going to choose yachts <laughs> over. I don't I have something that rhymes with yachts, but re- it refers to Deadpool. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Um, no, it's pretty crazy. If, if anyone you don't know, basically actors and writers are just wanting fair pay. And I uh, originally, like a lot of people, I was like, but they're actors. Who cares? But no, like, oh, wait, no. most of them aren't really making good money. No. And they used to make a lot of money off residuals, but streaming has changed all that. And, and that's the thing, though. Of it. Yeah. Not all actors always made a lot of money to begin with. You sure, know what yeah. I mean? Like, even when they made more in residuals. They still didn't, they still weren't like millionaires. You know what I mean? No. Like but there like, was a, an article out today that showed the, com- the, the, at, like the combined worth of the writers on strike or something like that, or the, like the combined worth of like the last, whatever amount of contracts for, for the writers striking was just about what Bob Iger made last year. Yeah. It's like, crazy, especially when Bob Iger will just go like, oh, I feel like they're being unreasonable as you sit there on your yacht and you make like another 50 million in a day. Like for what exactly? Sure. For what nothing. exactly? Yeah. Smoothing things over with shareholders. Like, come yeah. on, man. Get the fuck out of my life. Yeah, it's it's pretty the insane. Things that make these companies money. Whoa, we got a special guest in the audience. Uh, what's going on there? She's just dancing now. We got a dancing f- friend. What's up, friends? Hey, friends. We're just the audience stays silent. Out. No, no, no. We're just talking about fucking unions and, and actors and 
the corporations that make the very books that we're talking about today. Yeah. Uh, and what pieces of shit they are. Yeah, it's like, pretty. Let's think about, let's think about evil. this. We're covering today two books predominantly that were created by talented fucking people yep. who are working on freelance contracts who the most part yeah. may not be able to even afford health care. The people who colored this book probably don't have health care. Yeah. The people who colored one of the books we're covering today before the fall, the sinister four uh, Delgado and photo uh, proto bunker are the last names I see on the cover here. I'm going to assume are probably the inker, inker and, and colorist or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I promise you, if they have healthcare, it ain't from fucking Marvel. You know what I mean? And the colors in this book are phenomenal. Amazing. Yes. Um, it's, it's really crazy because we have this entertainment because of those writers, because of those actors and the studios are still dragging their feet. And like, I saw Bob one... Iger can make the amount of money he makes because of yeah. the actors and writers on strike because of the quote unquote IP that they own, that they yeah. fucking like make license to make movies out of like, ugh. and it's already wow. catching up because, and speaking of X-Men, because now well, she tell me more one. about the X-Men. Um, basically the Miss Marvel show on Disney plus for the first time will be, oh, that's on right. Cause ABC. she's a mutant. Yes. <laughs> um, it's going to be on ABC. They're going to run the whole show back. Yeah. Because they don't have content on TV, which is insane. And the, the guy who played the brother in Miss Marvel, he tweeted out saying, wow, I guess I'm finally going to make money off the show. That's yeah. insane. That's insane. That's absolutely insane that that happens. And I don't watch the show personally or when it was on, but a lot of the actresses from Orange is the New Black would tweet out their residuals check when they were a regular on the show. And one actress got like $27 for five seasons worth of residuals. That's insulting. It's, it's absolutely insulting. More than insulting. Yeah. And the then she tells the awards that fucking show won for yeah. that goddamn tech company. Yep. They're a fucking tech company that has ruined the industry that was already pretty fucking bad to begin with. <laughs> they have fucking made even worse. Yeah, and it's it's sad. And she was saying how a bunch of the actresses on that show had to have second jobs just so they can get a ride to go to set and go to award shows. The writer, the head writer on that show everyone loves right now, the bear. Uh, he was he was one of the first people I saw say like I had to scrounge money so I can get to the award show, but I didn't pay my rent. That's insane that we get all this content, all this work, all this art, freaking word content, all this art. Yes, that thank people you. are busting their ass to we, make. And we've I've I speaking for myself, but I know not to throw you under the bus. We've we've yeah. used the word content many times before. Sure, yeah. And it and it, I would like to stop doing that. I tried. When that started becoming a thing, I, f- I resisted it. I tried mm-hmm. to call things what they were. They were, it, it's well, a film or in some cases, a movie. That's right. I have a difference. Oh, um, 110%. Yes. That's a TV 110%. show. That's a comic book. That's music. That's, you know what I mean? Like, like we can all be pretentious, pretentious nerds, but like, yeah, there's some Marvel movies. I particularly call them Marvel movies, not films. And I'll be honest. 
There's a lot I don't call films. <laughs> I was gonna say, which ones do you call films? Uh, off the top of my head, Black Panther. Oh, good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah, that the the disconnect between these. I mean, obviously, Age of Ultron. Oh, of course, uh, five star film. Yeah, <laughs> cinema, as the kids are saying all the time now. Um, but <laughs> or you know, in the X Men world, I call. Days of Future Past, a film. I call Logan, definitely. Neither of those Marvel movies, though. Technically, yes. I'm saying in the X-Men world, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Apocalypse is a movie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's it's really sad that they have to even fight this long for it. And then they're getting, like, comedically evil. Like, the spot in front of NBC where they're mainly picketing, they cut all the trees. So there's no more shade where they're picketing. Like, that would be in a movie they made to show how evil the corporation is. And they're just doing it in real life. Gee, I wonder where the writers get all these ideas from. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty bizarre. It's pretty crazy. I'm happy to see that all the actors are saying, like, no, this is fucked up. Like, yes, I'm personally rich, but like a lot of them are still living paycheck to paycheck until they get that big role. And uh Rosario Dawson was actually just talking about it. Saying, like, if she didn't get residuals, like real residuals, she would have just not been an actress because she would live off ramen and then nothing, and that's it. But she yeah. had like some commercials she did and got good residuals. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. Did you I see hope- uh did you see David a photo of David Duchovny out on the picket line? I did, yeah. I saw that one. <laughs> that was fucking good. Oh, he's great. And you know what? He's actually a good example of what he did back in the day when he sued Fox. Yep. Because they were putting the show uh, X Files in syndication, and he wasn't getting residuals, and their excuse was like, "Oh, we put it on a different channel that's only loosely affiliated with us, so we don't have to give you money." He's like, "Bullshit." That's not the only people that are eating well right now is anyone who's ever been on a different Law and Order show and was a regular <laughs> cast member. They're getting residuals. Ice T is living great. <laughs> Ice T is making more money from his time on Law and Order. Than he's made in his entire career up until. <laughs> yeah, he's still on it, so he's still getting residuals. Yeah, that's that yeah, stuff. that's true. That's, I forgot that it's still going. Yeah, it's like I think season twenty six, maybe. Jesus, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Jesus, off air, I'll tell you some fun details about that show that I just found out from uh of someone who's been on set. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but yeah, so that's what's happening in the movie world. So I've noticed a lot of um online influencers basically saying they can't talk about upcoming movies to show support or if they are at all affiliated with a studio that's like somehow biased. I don't know. So a lot of them are just saying, Hey, we're not doing that kind of content anymore. So we're going to be doing X, Y, and Z. Um, Anyone listening, if you like people who are positive about comic book movie news and stuff like that, heroes reforged or Chexicans really, really three awesome commentators and they announced today they're not going to be talking about upcoming movies. And they're going to start talking about a bunch of comics. And basically one of the hosts is like, I know half of you don't really care, but we're going to do it anyway. And they're going to start doing that comic book club and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Out. That's yeah. really cool. And a lot of comic book writers have been on the picket line as well because they are members of, of SAG. Um, not because of their comic book work, just because of other work. Yeah. Uh, cause, because our boy Stan Lee made sure. I don't know. <laughs> No unions here, my friend. <laughs> yes, yeah, we don't like to admit it, but he was very much the the Hulk Hogan in every sense <laughs> when it comes to comics. Um, 
because Hogan stopped unionizing in wrestling. No, I know that. I'm t- I'm thinking of the every sense part. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, in, in the company sense. Okay, all right. Yes, that, in every company sense. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's better. Um, oh, that makes Jack Kirby produce the Barber Beefcake. Anyway, it's fine. I mean, um, kind of right. Actually, speaking I, of which, Jack I'm sorry. Kirby was in the army too. I mean, Jack Kirby yeah. was a a buff dude. Yeah, for um, the, you know, those days. Also, sorry for any of our listeners who don't care about wrestling, but are wrestlers affected by this because a lot of them are SAG members? Uh, they might they might be affected in the sense of like they can't fucking go work for a studio, but they're freelance with. That's with, true. With either of those, maybe companies. they can't do new commercials. Probably. Because the whole thing Maybe, is a lot of pro WWE, wrestlers. I like they might not be able to do like Snickers commercials, but like WWE yeah. shoots every. I I, well, no, I yeah, WWE can't. It's a weird gray area, right? Because <laughs> it's sports entertainment. It's a scripted program. Oh yeah, no, oh, no, one hundred. No, by yeah. no means is this me having a real realization that it's a fucked up model. It's no, they <laughs> no, the WWE is set up so that this wouldn't happen to them so that they don't have to pay people yeah. fucking a fair wage. No and one makes martial arts, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Like no performers. Like what I'm trying to figure out is because like the writer's room isn't, isn't sag. Yeah. like nothing. They're not saggy. They're not, they're not writer's guild union. Yeah. No, nobody in fault. Like I'm trying to think of any, if like the camera people would be, but they probably are. So the only thing safe is pro wrestling and a, a bunch of kids shows. Cause a lot of kids shows are not union. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I learned that from uh, Power Rangers history because they've never been a unionized show. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And they made a lot of money. The studios off Power Rangers. The actors openly said we couldn't have made more working at McDonald's. Insane. It is. Anyway, guys, let's get to some X-Men comics because we <laughs> mainly have two that we're going to talk about and we'll see how much time we have afterwards. But um, these two are heavy hitters. They're heavy um, hitters. They're both books that I'm like, oh, great. I can't wait for issue two. And then you're like, oh, it's a one shot. Yeah, these are uh, these are two books that are um, they're setting a lot up. Yeah, because as a, as was mentioned in our last episode, um, a lot needs to be set up because a lot is fucking happening. Too much is happening. But the books we're covering today are the two things that I like the most that are happening. So, and it sticks to that one issue. So you're like, you're not going yeah. off too much. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, I'll, we're starting off with before the, the, before the fall, uh, no, it's just called before the fall, not before the fall of X, before the fall, the heralds of apocalypse. Yes. And because we just made a big deal about acknowledging creators, uh, let me turn to the, the title page here. All right, so this book is written by Al Ewing. It is drawn by Luca Pizzari, uh, Stefano. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher these names, but I'm gonna <laughs> go for it anyways. Landini and Rafael Pimento, colorist by C.C. De La Cruz, and vis- whatever VCs is. I don't know some company that probably doesn't pay their people. No, that's not fair. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Travis Lamb was letters and production, and Thomas Tom Muller is the designer. Who makes all the cool like little X logos and shit? So Heralds of the Apocalypse. I will say Apocalypse, like the design. I really love this. Like this is the best version of this outfit I've seen. This is pretty good shit, and that's that's our artist doing this shit right now. Yeah, like the way they Uh, sculpt his face and like his expressions are really cool. Yeah, I really. It really makes him. 
they really bring out his like alienness too, like his yeah. his ancient being status. And I really appreciate that. So our book opens in a month and um Apocalypse is is meditating above a, what appear to be a bunch of corpses, but I if if it's anything like the one that we open with, maybe they're not actually dead. Uh and one of these uh demons uh that lay beneath him is asking apocalypse what is strength what does strength mean what does it mean to be strong and and apocalypse decides what better time than to wax poetic but now uh and he decides to be like i don't basically he in a very poetic way apocalypse says to his little demon i don't know anymore i too am trying to learn what it means to be strong because if survives the strongest survive means the measure of strength is to survive but rocks that just sit there all fucking day they survive does that make them strong does that make them moral does that make them worth noting in any way i'm fucking apocalypse i'm goddamn worth noting is what he's building toward um and so he's having this like this question of of faith basically and he's decided he's he's no longer going by the name apocalypse which we knew but this demon he didn't know that and he tells him no i i don't i don't like that old name there's too much destruction implied in that i I go by huh with the name yeah with the name apocalypse but the name apocalypse is okay so i'll build to that um so he's like no i want to go by the ancient letter a which no mortal, which no human can pronounce. So I can't even, I can't even pronounce it. Um, and he mean, and he says, this is, this has more of a meaning. This means revelation, but so does technically in Latin, the word apocalypse. Oh, does it? The word apocalypse in like the Latin or ancient Greek, wherever it fucking derives from means okay. to reveal. To re- so he's going on about like, this is because that's my identity. My identity is to be the revealer. Things were revealed to me about the true nature of mutants and being superior. So now I must reveal upon thee what I know. So again, still villainly, villain, villain behavior that he's displaying. Yeah. But in like this really measured and like it more like Emma, it's for the children, but I got to go slaughter some people. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, He's trying to find a better path to being a bad person. <laughs> Almost. He's trying to find a better path to mutant supremacy. Yeah. Um, and so it's at this point that he's visited by his wife, Genesis. Uh, she strikes this little creature in his head and, and uh, appears to kill him dead right there in front of Apocalypse. And Apocalypse is like, oh, I see you've restored that sword. Hmm. Nice hmm. of you to. He's basically uh, the mask of annihilation, the the creature annihilation sword staff that she has. He's like, oh great, you've you've let this bitch corrupt you again. I see. We're starting this shit again. And so she's like, uh, a husband of mine, I've come to demand upon you that you let me go to Araco. And he's like, um. No, you can't persuade me. And he, they're having this like heated discussion in very like loving manner. And it's really fun. 
hot take she might be a bad influence oh <laughs> she's bad for apocalypse yeah <laughs> um but she's a bad bitch and so i get why i get why apocalypse is like no i want to i want to hang out with her though <laughs> um and so she basically he's telling her there's nothing you can do and if i choose to not let you go through your army it can't persuade me your precious white sword and his hundred fucking dead people they can't persuade me and then he says nor anything that you hold and like it means like he's ta- he's pointing at the annihilation staff like the staff is in in the in the foreground yeah and he's basically nothing that you hold can persuade me because the mask of of annihilation is supposed to have this persuasive influence over people but from like another reading of it he's like standing there in this manner where her hand is holding like a staff around his like waist area mm. and it really looks like he's saying and you're not gonna you're not gonna fuck me into letting you go either <laughs> you know what i mean it's got like a it's got like a really provocative look to it and i and i appreciate what they're doing there and also you're not gonna persuade me as i get ready to fight you the exactly what you want me to do <laughs> Yeah, and so she's like, oh, no. And so she fucking like says, let's throw down. She throws one of her blades to him. He says, if that's the way it must be, my bride, then that's the way it must be. And so, uh, yeah, they decide they, they start this epic battle. And then we we cut back to when the land was won, the land of Akara. Or This is where Akara. I have questions, but yes, continue. Okay. I must take a sip of water while you formulate your questions. So... We're going to get to this now with like basically in the beginning, but then also this is after Egypt, which made me go, wait a minute, what? All right. So the best way to probably tell this story is reader, you need to read this book. Um, And we're just going to kind of start skipping around from here on out. All right. So we're just going to jump around. So let's start where you're at, where where you're at right now, which is we, we cut back to the land of, I pronounce it Okara. Um, and we see that Apocalypse is there with with Iska the Unbeaten, which is the sister of Genesis. Genesis has just given birth to the child that she's going to name Death. Now all four of Apocalypse and Genesis' children are with us, which are, as we know, <clears throat> the original four horsemen. So yeah. I did forget that Iska was her sister. So I had that moment of like, she's there. Iska's there. <laughs> Yes, she's there. So what you're asking is, is this the beginning of time, but it's after ancient Egypt, basically? So yes, I had I, I, I always assume like it this when everything was one, Kokoa and Araco and everything, I always assumed that was like very close to in the beginning. I I did too. <laughs> However, I will say this. This is what dawned on me as I was reading. Because that was my I read this book again. And my original take was that when I read it the first time was. But I always felt like this predates even the notion of like recorded history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um and it still probably does, but the split doesn't happen until the time of either the time of or shortly after the fall of ancient Egypt, what we think of as ancient Egypt, because Genesis has always been here. Apocalypse is new. 
Apocalypse mm. wasn't here from the beginning. Okay. Because this book is telling us that Apocalypse, like Genesis meets Apocalypse after he leaves Egypt, after he's thrown out or whatever. I can't remember whatever retcon version we live in right now yeah. of Apocalypse post-Egypt. She comes and he says, you know where I where I came to o Okara from a land where pain is hard. And then that's when they're showing ancient Egypt. He's saying that's where I I've come from. Like, but it was already here. Okay, but all right. I see what you're saying. You see okay, what I'm saying? So this yeah, was Genesis, already here. Okay. Genesis, Apocalypse wasn't there a, in the beginning. He wasn't a founding member of Okara. He was gotcha. He he was Genesis's new husband who went on to kind of usher in this like new dynasty and new like, okay. so I, again, I don't, I think it's still vague as to when the two, the two lands were one to begin with mm -hmm. when that started, but it splits at ancient Egypt. Yeah. Okay. Or, or shortly thereafter. And so that is what's happening here, which is apocalypse is having this conversation with Genesis even way back then about like, we live in this time of peace. So I, it's, it's nice that you named our children after these archaic things like pestilence and famine and, and war and death. Cause these are not things that we have to concern ourselves with anymore. And yeah. Genesis is like, no bitch, I've been having these awesome dreams where <laughs> we have to kill a bunch of motherfuckers and it's, it's cool. <laughs> and our children are going to have to grow up and they're going to have to survive things like famine and war and death. And they're going to be warriors. And, and Apocalypse is like, um, love, I, that doesn't sound great, though. Like, can't we still be warriors, but at rest? Like, is there not other battles we can have? We can still. Per, per, he, Apocalypse be, is beginning his like. Growth means many things, and I just want us to grow. Growing doesn't necessarily mean conquering. Growing can just mean growing as a species, as a as a as a culture, as a consciousness. It can mean all kinds of things. And Genesis is like, no, it means killing people and taking their land. Yeah. And what should happen? But the sword of the the twilight sword that we know Genesis comes to possess through older X-Men tales, such as Hox Pox and <laughs> the swords of X, X uh, or whatever the fuck it was called, uh, comes slicing into Okara and s bringing the demons of Amenth, which is still a world in dimension that I don't really understand, but it brings, <laughs> it brings the demons into this world. What's a demon and what's a mutant is to tarn the uncaring. They are one in the same now. Um, yeah. And so these, these demons, maybe mutants from a myth, they just call them demons. We don't know. They come rushing into Okara and Okara begins the war that would then go on to split Arako and Krakoa from one land to two and apocalypse would have to take Krakoa to Earth in order to save it and the mutants and usher in this a new way of mutantdom and then you know you you all remember Hoxpox surely right 
<laughs> and, uh, and so we get throughout this tale, we also get data pages. Of course. Called the new history of Araco. And so Which the first teaser of in the last um, X-Men Red. At the end of X-Men Red, correct. Yeah. We got the newest chapter. Now we're getting the first chapter. We're getting the first chapters, yes. And so the very first chapter basically explains what I just did about Annihilation brings his hordes into this dimension or into Okara and begins the seemingly never-ending war. And it's then that we get, you know, in their in their duel to in, in Apocalypse and in Genesis's duel. Uh, they are recalling the early days of this of this war and how they fought off these hordes and they both are remembering the the ending differently. They both remember they won. No, one of them thinks they won. The other one is like, did we really win? Well, Apoc- the book is their perspectives and how they're vastly different. Exactly. Apocalypse is like, I love you say we won. Tell me, what does that mean to you? Yeah. And, and she says it means we want we 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 took their land, we killed them. Um, and we come to learn that Genesis ended this war. We know by defeating Annihilation and taking the Annihilation Helm, and then thrusting. by by having Apocalypse and Krakoa safe aside, she was able to take. The rest of her army from Araco into a month. They got sealed off, as we know, and she was able to conquer a month, as we learned. Yeah. We we learn what we learn in this book is that she did all that because Annihilation basically said to her, You I I come to you and I give you all the power of of, of me, which is basically total control. Um all you have to do if you want is tell me stop the war. You don't even have to say please. Just say stop. Yeah. And I will stop. I'll close the th- I'll close I'll take my hordes back and that'll be it. But it'll be it. There'll be no more war for you. There'll be no more glory. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more warrior spirit. And isn't that what you wanted all along? It's pretty fucked. You can tell yourself that you are going to seek justice against me, but you know, that's not true. He's like, or we can keep fighting and you can just embrace it now and take this helm and go on to glory. And she chooses the helm and goes on to mass murder. (laughs) And uh, quite the choice. (laughs) She made the choice. Um, and apocalypse is like i'm sorry what you could have ended all that she's like yeah we could have been little bitches yeah like, basically <laughs> she's like yeah that's exactly why it didn't i didn't give you the choice because you would have done something stupid you know what we need to do is go out there and murder we need to constantly be tested we need to be the strongest survival and domination means we are strong. We step on our competitors or anyone we deem is not us. <laughs> and and he's like, okay, you beat me. You've stabbed me a couple times in the gut in our duel. You've shocked me with these revelations. And um, 
as you and she tells them too she's like you've always been my soft spirited mage i'm the fucking warrior and he's like yes you may be a warrior and i may have magic and you're right um i have these three seeds and one is for you oh wait no i'm skipping too far ahead i'm sorry she's got him pinned down and we find out what we learned in 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 yeah. red so i kind of skip i'm kind of skipping through that but we find out why they're fighting in this book which is the the woman from covenant akaba came to them in an astral projection and said the your people of Araco they failed their test by behold uranus she said to them <laughs> is somebody who defeated your your people they're not being tested apocalypse once you think they're being tested they're not being tested he's lying to you and all these half truth like it is true they lost a battle but they also technically won that battle too yes 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 <laughs> but genesis is hearing what genesis wants to hear which is ooh war <laughs> yeah another, another reason to fight yes and, and even talks about how we don't see it i don't think we see it in any of the other books but like she got her son back right <laughs> like the oh yeah death. she says it in this book too she's like once she learned like she's like i came here and i learned of what happened and i came and i conquered the white sword we went into the other world and we got our son back i got our son back from the vampire world i persuaded them is what she said and as <laughs> we learned in this book when she says i'm going to persuade you it means i'm going to murder you yeah and so uh so she probably murdered a bunch of vampires um and and so she's been busy and she's basically like apocalypse you've been sitting on your ass being all like what does it mean to be strong she's like i'm gonna go show you what it means to be strong i'm gonna go test our 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 children i'm gonna go test our lineage that you know they view the araco and mutants as their descendants you know so like I'm going to go test them the way they should be tested, the way you should be testing them, you fucking little bitch. I just had a terrible thought that she pops up at the Hellfire Gala. Yeah, probably. All things are going to happen at the Hellfire Gala. They really are. It's, I'm very nervous now. <laughs> and so he says to her as, as she's basically like stabbed him and, and saying, like, you got to let me through now. He's like, you forget that my mutant gift, my gift of war is that I control every atom in my body and I come armed as he grows another arm. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Apocalypse says, I quote, I come armed as he grows an arm to remove the swords from his body. And so now yep. he's four-armed Goro out here. Yeah, it's Goro. Thank you. I was wondering what it reminded me of who's got four swords now and was like, I have this, I have the power and I can beat you. And then he throws them down. And it's like, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to tell you there's another way to do this. This is what I did before. I throwing my swords down to save us countless death, countless murder. You are believing the words of some motherfuckers from Orcus. They don't like us. And, she's like whatever and so he's like all right you're right i got magic powers i've got these three magic beans 
that I that I can get us back to Okara with that he's had for a millennia. Even though, don't we know that the gates were just invented? The gates were just invented by the current mutants. <laughs> he Apocalypse just to have the same idea. Apocalypse he in the room with Forge, and he's no, like, "I think Apocalypse I had the idea a long time ago." <laughs> Apocalypse is like, "No, no, no, no. I know mutant magic. That's all. This is, is mutant magic." And so he has three magic beans that open the open gates to Okara and he gives one to her. He keeps one for himself and he plants one there so that they can come back. And he's like, all right, we walk different paths now, woman. <laughs> she, He's like, but I ask of you, if you're going to do this, please do this alone. And he says it with the mask of annihilation in the background. And she says no. And she picks it up and walks through the gate. And Apocalypse is like, fuck. She's still addicted to that goddamn mask. And also, damn, now she's even more powerful. Shit. And so. Yeah, he knows this this is all bad. (laughs) And so his little demon friend comes back to life. And he's like, ah, good things my brains are on only one half of my my head. Or I'd be dead by now. And he's like, what are we going to do, big guy? Like, in my mind, like, this guy has the funniest voice. He's like, he says, Apocalypse says to him, but soon our destinies will cross again on the battlefields of Araco, and my love will test me once more. And this thing says to him, you, you're the big A, top of the alphabet. You think you need testing? Like just the way this motherfucker talks in my like brain, like a nineteen forties, like kind of city, right, city like slicker just, kind of voice. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, big A, you're the big, you're the, you're the, you're the cast pajamas. I can't believe it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, where is this? Like, just every from the start, he's had this like, hey, what's straight? Well, thanks for nothing, big guy. Like, he's just had this like <laughs> weird voice in my head from the start, and I hope he does now for everybody else. And we close. With him, with his own little demon on his shoulder, if you will. And he says, the revelation never ends. And he starts walking into... Starts walking back to Krakoa, I'm guessing. Yeah. Because Apocalypse Um, is now... In my mind, what's happening now is Apocalypse is like, I've got to go... In Apocalypse's mind, he's thinking to himself, I've got to go get another four horsemen that aren't my children so that I can fight my wife and my actual children. That's kind it, of badass, though. <laughs> and it's going to be fucking rad. And on top of that, though, we're going to have whatever the fuck is going on with the Sinisters. We're going to have whatever the, <laughs> the the several different things going on with Orcus. It, first of all, five X's for this book. Four X's for me. I love this book. I Just read like, it. I had to remember a lot of stuff that I was like, what the fuck? I, 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 will, I don't think you'll do it, but if you ever feel like doing it, give it another read, and I think you'll move it up to one, one more X. Because so? like, I think on a second read, I was able to like kind of be like, all right, well, I know what the, the general plot is, and like kind of just take my time Ooh, with like... Detail. But yeah, exactly. Side so, question. Do you yeah. know what this Days of Future Past Doomsday book is? Because I'm looking at the upcoming book list. Yes, it's not anything to do with the fall of X. It's yeah. a standalone story set back in the days of future past universe. And I am fucking tired of those books. 
<laughs> and I can't do I can't do some standalone Days of Future Past book right now. Well, not all of us got the special edition blah 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 set. Well, maybe some of us should uh consider investing in it next time. Well, I was pretty close. Um, but yeah, no, um, four X's for me, but still really good. And like you said, like it's it's like the the prologue to this major event that's gonna happen. But then you have to remember there's like four other prologues we've been reading. Yeah. They're they're all prologues. This entire era has been the fall of X. Or I think before, before the fall of X, I mean. The Hellfire Gala. We have to do like a mini recap of like, all right, we got Sentinel Iron Man's, we got Sentinel Android Wolverines, we got uh, infected drugs. We have <laughs> whatever the fuck is happening in X Force. Whatever's happening in X Force, probably nothing good with Rasputin or whatever. Like we got all this shit. Dude, um, it's right. out of control right now. So next up, we have, I think, my favorite of these one shots. One of my favorite issues in a minute. And not saying anything's been bad. Like this is just that good, and it's kind of what I've been waiting for since Sins of Sinister ended. We have a little date night. This was this was a very good book, yeah. And it also answers a question you were having in that last episode of yes, yeah. So we start off before the date night. We start off with a little flashback. It is the original Nathaniel Essex with his wife Rebecca, right? That's right. Yeah, Rebecca, and they're talking about different stories of like um, pagan mythology. Who you know? She just happens. No foreshadowing at all. She just happens to know about that. She just knows these things. You know, and this is where he proposed. He likes stories, she says. Yeah, she likes stories. And he proposes to her next to this lake or the River Thames, and they're having a beautiful day together. Then we cut to the present day, where it's a date night between Mother Righteous and Dr. Stasis. And they're having a. And Dr. Stasis. Start off as a date. Yeah. Um, Dr. Stasis is so nervous. He shouldn't be, but he is. He has little mutant guys. Uh, crushing petals everywhere <laughs> so funny and basically to mother righteous at this point she just wants an invitation to be part of orcus she wants to have that right and he's like well you know you gotta prove yourself but first well actually sorry what was the first gift because the second gift the, the second order was to have a date night technically we don't know at this point in the book oh okay the sorry. Gift right. was. so we don't know yet we'll get to that at the very end basically but he's like, but also, you know, for old time's sake, you know, I have a little dinner. I have some lights and candles and whatnot. But Let's she just... does say that the first favor is him asking for the moon, which yes. is a which is a foreshadow. Yes. And it's like, okay. She changes her clothes, little date night special. Uh Stasis this book, is feeling uh, the only problem I have with this book mm. in its treatment of Mother Righteous, because otherwise this book only made me get even more of a crush on mother righteous but they dropped her weird cockney accent for whatever reason like yeah there wasn't as, the writing wasn't as heavy and it's as, the same writer still gillen yeah it's still Gillen. yeah yeah it's weird um i did like one of my favorite things in this whole issue is the kind of because it's mainly narrated by dr stasis but the kind of dropping of the sinister facade to like what they're really feeling and i really like that so stuff like when dr stasis just says like he's kind of stunned and he's like you're beautiful like that felt honest yeah yeah i'm with you this is there's a little bit of vulnerability 
Yes, but like at no point, and I think what what Karen Gillan does so well in this book is he does that little bit of like humanizing mm-hmm. moment. What without making him any less of a like asshole, like I still hate Dr. Stasis the entire time. Oh, of course, yeah, you know, especially I mean? by the end of it, yeah. So Stasis is trying to have a small talk, and she's like, Really, small talk? It's a date, we have a little small talk. Or are you still reading the books you like? Listen, things have changed since then. Okay, you're right. So, how is taking over the world going? <laughs> yeah, he's like, Yeah, he says it's a really funny line, too. He goes, Um. I should res- I should respect your career goals. So, how is taking over the world going? Yeah. So so not as well as Orcus is on the rise. As not as well as you, Orcus is on the rise. Kind of like she's trying to pry more. They're both trying to pry information from each other, but subtly. Yeah, so, they're not. Yeah, they're not doing a great job of it. No. Um. So we get the first meal. It's a steak and it's green. Oh, don't worry. Shoots it with some gamma rays. <laughs> is now a hulking steak yes it started teeny tiny and then he gamma rated up called Which it a hulk then steak. leads to something i absolutely love in this book and it answers a lot of questions we're trying to they're both trying to recap how their lives have been because at this point he does still believe he is the original nathaniel essex and she knows the truth so we find out throughout time He's been a scientist in every major Marvel situation. The yes. uh, super soldier serum, the Hulk gamma radiation, Peter Parker, apparently. <laughs> yep. Yep. He has had a hand in all this. And in the meantime, Mother Righteous has had a hand in, I guess, the resurrection of Apocalypse. The, I the... don't know who the two boys are. My only guess. And this is just a guess. Is the Scarlet Twin the the Scarlet Witch twins? I feel like not even that because they're both redheads. Yeah, maybe or they're like because it's like a sepia color. I can't. I don't know for sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell that. I can't. I've been trying my damnedest to try. Like I do. I only have it in in the paper form, so I can't zoom. But like, there's a picture on behind her. And I can't see close enough if we can tell any detail. No, you can't. There's, there's no facial features on the picture. And then and, we see, and they're uh, both like because they're both like the same ages. It looks like yeah. so. Like I wouldn't, it wouldn't be Scott and 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 Alex. No. But like so, that would be my other guess, given Sinister's connections with things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe well, maybe it's something foreshadowing, or it's just mystical stuff that we don't know about. I I also want to know what that a, is. That a book the the Gamora of of or whatever Howard's pronounced the Book of Magic from Apocalypse. I thought it was maybe the Darkhold. Oh, maybe okay. I was thinking for some reason that's the first thing that came to mind. And then what the fuck with this last one? Who's yeah, a lot of questions. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't know if it's a character I should know or if it's foreshadowing. And what's that house that's in the bubble? Is that the Essex house? At first, I thought it was the X Mansion, but no, it's too big. So I'm not sure. <laughs> I maybe it is the X Mansion. I don't know. It's fucking baffling. <laughs> I have so many questions about what's going on here. 
Right? When does Mother Righteous get her own book? Oh, that's definitely uh, that one shot is definitely coming for sure. I want to see the like I want to see that one shot of Mother Righteous going through like in the backgrounds of uh, like from like uh, the last hundred years or whatever. <laughs> so then she's like, "Well, we've both been really, really busy. So when did you realize there was more of us?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, well when Sinister started being public with the X Men." I decided to keep an eye in the 1940s. So he was watching another version of himself and the other one didn't know that, which I thought was great. Yeah. And I also really like that the sinister we've been following this whole time literally had no idea until that means the other three were always ahead of him, which definitely pisses him off. Oh, he's when he finds all this out, he's just going to lose his goddamn mind. He already has lost his goddamn mind. That yeah, is also true. So he's like, yeah, that's been happening. And he's like, and um, Mother Righteous is like, yeah. And then the fourth one. Wait, what? Says Dr. Stasis. There's a fourth one? Shit. And he's like, yeah, there's a whole thing, Orbis and everything. Anyway, what do you remember? Let me know about your memory. And then we get to like, to me, like the heart of Sinister, which you don't always hear, where he's basically like, I lost, we lost our son. And then I basically lost it. Then you got pregnant and you both died. And I just couldn't deal with it anymore. I, I was losing my mind. Then I met Apocalypse and he changed me. But in his mind, he undid it. If I understand correctly, he undid what Apocalypse did. Yes. And then wanted to focus only on science. And, and then wanted to focus on, on doing mutants from the entire world. Yeah. And then she's like, that's great. That's not what happened. Like, what do you mean? That, that's my memory. Here's a book. And she's, we see the data page talking about what we already know, how each sinister was made to basically stop AI from different sections. But she's saying the original Nathaniel Essex died. He's gone and we're his creations and we're all made different, different ideologies to try and stop AI, basically. So he's, from what we know at least, he's learning this for the first time. There's some revelations at the very end, but I don't know if this is really him learning it for the first time. I'm not sure about that. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. It does, I, I, I don't, I don't know, given, given that, I mean, we know it during this book, but yeah. the reveal at the end is that he, he does know Orbis Stellar. Yes. Um, so, like, if he knows Orbis Stellar, like, he probably he probably knows this too. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe. But I do want to say, like, the the artist on this book, his name is or their name is, uh, I think it's Paco or Paca. Let me go back to the front. I had it a second ago. Medina is the last name, though. The art in this book is incredible. I love the art in this book. Yes, very, really, really good. One thing I, I want to say about the data page we are on right now, too, though. Mm -hmm. Or two things I actually want to say about it. First, at the very end, it says we all, of course, we all know the winner was referring to who the winner was. Yeah. And it says, see chapter seven, rise of the powers of X. This is chapter eight that we're reading right now. So like what this is to me indicating like, wait, do we already know? And like the clues are there. We just don't know. Like. This is a question I'm saving for the very end. Okay. And then the other thing I want to say is 
real quick, tell me if Alexa, Alexa, turn on. Did that work? It did work. But the okay, Alexa, play if you're feeling sinister. Wait, no, it's getting confused. Now it's playing music. <laughs> it's playing creepy music. Is it Alexa? Shut off. So I just asked Alexa to play a song called "If You're Feeling Sinister" by Bell and Sebastian, which is the name of the title of the the chapter we're reading. Does the song start with like a piano slowly? I believe so. It's been a while since I've heard it. Okay, um, I guess it was playing it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, the, Kieran Gillen is like a notorious like he always like I mean he he all his comics have like so many music references. So oh no, I caught some in here too. There's yeah. another one, a different one I caught in here. Yeah, yeah. So this this was one of the ones that I caught. I wanted to because you know big nerd. All right. So I'm trying I want to save the major question for the end, but is this implying Mother Righteous knows who reached Dominion? I think so. Yeah, because this is redacted for us, but we're supposed to assume she's had this book. It's a review only copy. Yes. <laughs> it's an uncorrected manuscript. Um yeah, I I, I guess. Like I, I, that's the that's my takeaway. Yes. Yeah. So I really like this conversation because again, most of this book is just a conversation between Stasis and Mother. I Rachel. will say, I will say, that the Dominion that we saw was a giant red sphere. Yes. And I think maybe we thought because the red diamond, it could have been any, but she's like the only one that's like all red. I have an, I have a different theory. We'll get there. Or is Orbis all red? Is he all red too? He's yellow. It's like a yellow gold. Yeah, he's jaundiced. That's right. He's jaundiced. But um, she's the red one. I will he's say that. One. Yes. So she's red too. You know what I mean? Um. Where was? Oh yeah. So I really like the idea that when she was like, "So how do you feel now? Having an external crisis or everything?" Like, no, I'm not a weakling. He says, "Um, what do I owe you for this?" And I just like this idea with this conversation. He's so confident that he's still saying like everything I've done, even though it's bullshit, everything I've done is out of love for you and our family. And I could never let it go. And he says like the reason he has his name is because he wants things to stay the same. He wants it to find the balance and stay the same. And he wants to fix things. He's obsessed with fixing and keeping things the same, which is of course not a good thing because things always change. So, but in his mind, he's a hopeless romantic. I feel <laughs> in his mind, idiot. he's God. He's the worst. He's my least yeah. favorite sinister, which is a wild <laughs> thing to say. Um, so one thing he's doing though is she's you know she asks, okay, you, yeah, do I owe you anything? And she says, oh, well, thank you would be nice. Yeah, people. And that's when he says all that that you just said. But I don't. He doesn't. The closest he gets to say is everything I do is in thanks to you. Yes. So in one way, I guess that could be seen as, you know, like, I guess, yeah, maybe that's good. Close enough. But then she says, after There's all that, arrogant flattery, side too. there's an arrogant side of that too, of like, you're the catalyst of my greatness. Oh, so yeah, yeah I thank you because yeah, yeah. I'm so great. Yeah. 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 And I guess what I'm wondering is, is that enough for her to have power over him now? Like actual magic power. You know what I mean? That's what I want to know. But I think she, she was does. trying to lead him into that. Oh, one hundred percent. That's what she was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Did did the 
did the trap work is what I want to know. I don't think so. I, I'm, I have my doubts as well. Yeah. But she does say back to him, oh, thank you, in a very like, wow, oh, that was very nice. Like, yeah. So I don't think I've ever seen her thank anyone before. True. Um, I think it surprised her, but also so much mental gymnastics going on for both of them. Jesus Christ, these two. Like, can you imagine if it was the four of them in a room talking? Nightmare situation. <laughs> Good God. So eventually, up. he's like, we're both just covered in grief. We have all this. Yes, I get it. I'm not the original. You're not the original. But we are, like, in our souls, in our spirit. And he definitely, Stasis still views himself as the original, even though he officially knows he is not. So basically, he's like, hey, you know, I'm here for you. What do you need? And basically, she's like, eh, speaking of regrets and grief, have you been back to our old house? Did you ever go back? And they're like, no, you know, it was too hard. So they go back to their old house. Oh, wait, is that? I think that's what she had in the orb. I think it was the house. I think the art matches the orb. Does it? Okay. That's what I was wondering if it was the house or not. Okay. I think so. And basically, and it was actually a really sweet moment. I think my favorite moment in this whole book when he was like, what were you going to name our child if she was born? And then he remakes the headstone. I didn't. I liked it. I it felt it, genuine, but there was a message afterwards. Nothing he, ever felt genuine. It all felt like it. Uh, he's a fucking. A, he's the worst, man. Come on, he's, he's the, the worst. worst of the sinisters. But it felt nice. Of like, what were you gonna name her? Let's make a headstone. But her response of like, you can't fix everything. You can't freeze everything in time. That's yeah, not how her response is good. His his thing. I see because I always just because his thing is just he wants to just control her again. Like so, even in that like. Oh, what were you going to name her? Like, he's just manipulating. Yeah, 100%. He's yeah. a piece of shit. And then basically he's like, so what do you remember? I went over all my shit and we see how she was created. But we see she was created by, I want to say, our sinister. Because the, the No, they all were created by the original. No, but in this picture, they were He created them after Apocalypse did what he did. After he was after Nathaniel Essex was transformed by Apocalypse and he knew he was gonna die, he cloned himself into those four so that they would go on to find the no, I know all that, but I'm saying the in the picture, that sinister looks like the main one. I know because they always had a diamond on his head. Like our sinister, um, oh, like after Apocalypse did what he did, he always had a diamond. That, unless I, but because I'm with you, I, that's what I thought too. But then, like, it wouldn't match the book, which is that he made four of them. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the only way I can, that's the only way I've justified it. Sure. Um, so basically, she's like, yeah, that is a story I remember. But like now I'm striving to have my own story, to make my own path with my own happy ending. So basically, like, it doesn't matter what we remember. It's what we're making is how I took it, kind of. And now it's time for the uh, the first gift. Now, this kind of made me get a little lost about the origin of this. Like, she stole from a god? I was a little confused about this. Okay, so her orbs are apparently ancient gods who um 
no longer receive the worship they once did. It's a little Thor-esque, if you will, I think. Mm. I, I think they're like the essence of long dead gods that know that died without belief and so she all these things that she gets she's using she's feeding into these orbs that she has that's i think why they're on like tubes probably because of the science of it all i was confused about like is it just that orb she's using but they're all vaguely connected to different they're, okay. that particular one is a god is a dead god of the land of britain but yeah. each one of those orbs is a different one is my takeaway okay cool I was, that's what i was a little confused about so she <laughs> opens up a gateway and it seems like that god is like you didn't fucking steal from me my well this god. guy okay so this is so she sends that ancient god in there mm. but she, uh that's the greek that's the roman god of of the dead that comes out and oh, he okay. and he's the one that's like what the fuck are you doing? You're trying to steal from me right now? You can't steal from me. Like, he basically, um, okay, like, okay. was like, you. of course I could kill your weak, pathetic little thing. Like, I have so much power here. What are you doing? <laughs> so he hits Dr. Stasis first, and Stasis is like, I've been trying for so long to recreate Captain America's shield, which is honestly kind of weird. He can't recreate the shields. I felt like, I thought, like, people have done that a million times. Not to, not without the verb whatever what it was i can't get the word out the um, vibranium vibranium yeah that's well, because the mythology changes like is his is captain america's shield still like part vibranium part antimantium i don't know i'm gonna know. He, he's the guy who worked on the original captain america and the original yeah. captain america was vibranium yeah so, so he's like but i did get it 99.999 percent i also and, go ahead finish up i'm sorry uh he throws a little uh now I can't say it. Antimantium ball at the at the demon, and he goes and activate pin particles, and it expands and blows them. <laughs> it yeah, it blows him to bits. Um, and the, so there's a there's a thing here, and it's kind. Of, I think she alludes to it a little bit here. So Mother Righteous, who we know to be like this, as we just said, very well read and very versed in magic and cult in cults and in old gods even from the time when she was not a clone she knew yeah. about the the gods of the old of, of old britannia which is one of the ones she which is one of the ones she uses right now um but then when it's repelled by the the roman god she's like oh shoot i forgot that the romans and greeks conquered this land like i'm sorry you forgot the most famous ones <laughs> like no i don't think so i think this was a setup i think she was i think she was uh looking for some reaction i don't i don't think she was ever actually in as much danger as she thought she was as it mm -hmm. appeared i think it was she's always in control of situations she's, like every she's situation. always a couple steps ahead thus far so again where i go back to stasis actually caring a little bit because this is his inner monologue where he was saying what he did uh, it's irreplaceable the the metal he used, but not nearly as irreplaceable as her. That's in his head. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. You're right. Like, yeah. so here's the thing, though. Even if her spell of thank you didn't work, mm -hmm. does she need it? <laughs> yeah, no. But like he, again, when we get to the end of this book, him yes, knowing, but, but like, as long <laughs> as she continues to basically just be like, yeah, you're not going to control me. 
like she has the upper hand. True. Yeah, it's definitely a balance. Like I could easily see Orcus being torn down inadvertently by both of them, you know, or by the creature they summoned. Yes. From the oh, land right, of the right, dead. Right before that, though, I do like this little part where um, Stasis says, I would kill death itself if it tried to take you away from me. She now, li- again, he literally, he you literally can take that. Did. He did. You can take that as a possessive nature, not a romantic nature. Which like, I did. You are mine. Which I did. Yes. And I do like, <laughs> then you get a kiss, kiss. <laughs> in the distance. And who who's shouting that from the audience, Nick? It's Celine. Oh, good old fucking Celine. This is where she came from. (laughs) This is how she got back without Hope Summers. Okay, now it all makes so much more. And I, I, this is gonna sound sarcastic as fuck, but it it isn't. Now it makes so much more sense. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, so kind of leading that, we get a data page kind of talking about what the plan that we're kind of see already happened in the last Immortal issue. Yes. Um. And also how Mother Righteous is kind of using Dr. Stasis, but of course they're kind of both using each other. <laughs> yes, but I think one is probably slightly more successful right now than the other. Well, at the very end of this, we find out even that with Dr. This. Stasis has known about Orbis the whole time. Which we which we I think we knew, but I we also we they knew Maybe. each other in the sins of sinister timeline. Yes, yeah. However, have they they know each other in this timeline yet? Obviously, they did. Did we know that? I don't I don't recall for sure, but it wasn't that big of a surprise. But it felt like okay, no, he did know. But I do love this last line because again, it goes back to that ownership nature. That yeah, he might love her, but he also thinks he owns her. Because he's like, I'm gonna remind her that she promised to love, honor, and most of all, to obey. Yeah, big surprise that the dude who's been cloning his, he thought deceased wife and deceased children into and having killing dinner, them every day, into having dinner with him every night, and then murdering them the moment they have any kind of thought of their own. Yeah, yeah, I'm shocked, Nick. Shocked. <laughs> shocked. Also, fun little bit at the That's end of the book with the mm-hmm. um the list of books coming out. Hellfire Gala is in red. I think it generally it generally is highlighted in some way. I recall, it? but yeah, it's it's dark red, and it's the last one they list too. There's nothing yep. after it. Because yeah, nothing's highlighted red in the other two issues. So, Imagine yeah. being Deadpool number nine coming out on that day too, being like, <laughs> "I'm out too, guys." It's me. I'm maybe a mutant. We never really. Clarify. I mean, he's listed in the back of an X-Men book right now, which right? offends me to, to no great end. But <laughs> um, but my question after this. Yes. I feel like we're getting tricked in the sense of they keep telling us that the original Nathaniel Essex is dead. Oh, yeah. 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 He's not. I dead. think the original Nathaniel Essex is not only alive, not only the one who reached Dominion, but I think he's a character we already know. I think he is too, especially with that C chapter seven, the yeah. powers of X. Like so what rose in between, I guess, Judgment Day and Sinister? Hmm. I don't know, man. Rasputin, yeah, some... uh, Rasputin four. No, yeah, exactly. Nimrod. <laughs> Nimrod. He's got. He's red. He's got a little red thing. Yep. 
Oh my God! No. What if is Nimrod was Nimrod sinister? He was a human before that. <laughs> but he was, and remember, as a human, he was obsessed in in terrified of machine artificial intelligence replacing people. So and he's it, somehow using three of the four sinisters. I, I mean, know. we saw, we did see the creation of Nimrod in Hoxpox. Yes, but, but there's always stuff we don't see. But, I mean, genes come back from the dead a hundred million that, times. You can retcon whatever the fuck you want. That too. I mean, Moira is uh, a fucking mutant now, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And now she's also part, Now I'm sorry, she's not a mutant anymore. She was a mutant. She's not now. She's part android. My apologies. <laughs> she's also a clone android. It's fine. She's also... Good fucking kill us all. Comics. Um, yeah, no, I feel like whoever's in Dominion, it's someone we know. I think it's the original Sinister. I think they want to shock us with a character that we know. And like to flip everything on our like remember when we were trying to figure out who's already a Sinister? It's like that. Yeah. Like there's someone in plain sight that's hiding in plain sight. Yeah. You know what? And and they won't do this because of how how much money is in the X-Men. And the fact that Kamala Khan is about to be an X Man, <laughs> um, but it would be cool if, like, after the fall of X, because you know we got like we have like the Uncanny Avengers book that comes. They're gonna do like a little reset, but there's it be it's gonna be nice if they could just like trim this this fucking line down now, like just for yeah, a short won't. period of time. They won't. They're giving us a bunch of little minis, and then they'll launch a bunch of new fucking titles. But we've had. House Do you of think X- Immortal is going to end, right? You think Immortal's probably done after this, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And same with X-Men Red, I would think. Maybe. Because they can still tell stories that aren't connected to this because it's still... I'm not... Start as X-Men that Sword. depends on if there's an Araco after this. That is... Yeah, that's true. But remember, this book was originally X-Men Sword. But it was in space with Araco. Yeah, but it was the same storyline transferred over to Red. So you can just transfer over to something else. Uh, it might, but like it won't yeah. be read in it. Was like, Maybe, yeah. Al, but, let Al Ewing go do some other X-Men book or whatever. He's doing apparently Thor, and now I'm really interested. I didn't know that oh, until shit. I read the trade. Yeah, the, the the ad in the book. He's he's a really good writer. Like, I really do like Al Ewing thus far. Yeah. Did you read his Hulk run? No, I I mean, I, I should. He, this is all I've ever read is, is, is X-Men work. He had an amazing run. You know how much I love Green Lantern, and he had an amazing Green Lantern run, which is where I noticed him. And I started. I never finished. Oh, how lucky him, but I started him. his Hulk run, and it was really fucking good. Yeah. So him doing Thor, I'm actually intrigued now. Yeah, yeah. I I, fe- I forget where I heard that too, and it made me it made me intrigued. Um, but yeah, obviously well. five X's. Oh, one hundred percent five X's. Mother Righteous killed it in this book. Yeah. I lo- I this character is one of my favorite of the new like batch of characters we have and i i'm digging iron fire too but mother righteous is fucking cool as shit she is all right guys thank you so much for listening hey josh if they will have any more opinions or theories about the sinisters where can they find us um i i believe i'm still on twitter at xbrarian it's librarian with an x we have an email address that is krakoa radio at gmail.com and uh what about you you can find me at Madman3005 on Twitter for now. For now. We say that until, at the end of every episode. Until all will the be blacks real. are run off it. Until <laughs> the what are run off it? All the blacks are run off it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm glad until I asked it's you. fully truth social.
2. 2.0. <laughs> on that bright note, thank you guys so much for listening. And until then, on this beautiful dinner date, we will Can see I ask you one more question? I think we've run over, but I, can, I want to ask you one more question. Go for it. You end every episode because I, because, you know, for timestamp reasons, I hear these a lot. Um, you end it every time with, all right. Well, until then, until when? Until until, until next time. Until same then, bat, you, but time, you don't same say until next time. You just say until then. Until what? You got to lead it. Until then. Because until then. we end talking about whatever. And if you want to know more about it, until then. Until then. So thanks for the goddamn interruption. We'll see you next time.